Welcome to the Special Delivery Damn Near Daily Podcast. I am your host, Special, and on this show, I do one of two things. Either I'm highlighting brand new music that's dropped, or I'm sitting down with artists to break down everything you don't know and should know about their latest project, which is what we're going to do on this episode. Fashion called in to talk about not only Grizzly Fest coming up this weekend and who he's most excited to see, but we break down everything you don't know and should know about his latest project, Mana, including the cool story behind the intro song, listening to Jay-Z's Izzo to make his own theme song, working with Snoop and the similarities and differences between the two of them, waiting years for a large professor beat, him producing more on this project and a story about how that came full circle for him, and so much more. Plus, he even premieres the title of his new project. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. Let's get into it. Got fast shot on the phone line. How you doing? What's going down? I'm I'm chilling, man. Just getting ready for Grizzly Fest and trying to stay out of trouble till then. Yes, yes. We definitely got to talk about Grizzly Fest too. I'm last year was incredible, and I know you guys are only doing it bigger this year. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean this year's it's two days long, so it was so good last year that we had to add an extra a day this year. So got the new popping location. It's going down, man. Yeah, it was tough to get the location though. It was basically Grizzly Fest versus City Hall, and it was a, uh, it was a big deal out here. It was on the news like every day, and you know we persevered and ended up getting a location in the end. So I said Woodward Park, and I couldn't be more excited. Yes, you guys did it. That's all that matters. It's gonna be there. It's gonna be a good time going down this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Who are you most excited to see? Cause that lineup is bananas. Ah uh, man, I mean Fanagram. I'm really excited to see Fanagram. Mm-hmm. You know. uh, People might not expect that, but I'm, I'm very excited to see them. Of course, Snoop Dogg yes. and the big homie Nas. You know, we got one of the kings, of the original kings of the West Coast, who one of the original kings of the, of the East Coast, man, in New York. So, yeah, I'm excited to see those guys and uh, catch up with them. It's been a minute since I saw Nas and Snoop. Yeah, everybody, Foster the People, Janae Aiko. Really excited to see her because it's her first time in Fresno. So, I'm excited to see how the city reacts. You know, they're gonna love her. She does such an incredible performance and just really takes you into her world. So they're going to love her. It's going to be such a good time. Once again, going down this weekend, Friday and Saturday in Fresno. When I went last year, it was just dope to experience Fresno. You guys have really good food spots. Everybody's super chill, like in the vendors you guys had at Grizzly Fest. So it's like, go out there, experience Fresno, go to Grizzly Fest, have a good time. Definitely, definitely come show support. And come uh, Grizzly City to staying up with us, man. It's going to be fun. Yes. I've been to so many festivals at this point that I'm such a fan of festivals thrown by artists. Like Roots Picnic, Grizzly Fest. Like those are some of my favorite ones because you just feel the community. It doesn't feel like people are trying to sell you stuff and charge you $40 for a bottle of water. Like it's an actual community thing and dope artists. It's such a good time. No, and a lot of the proceeds from Grizzly Fest this year is going to go go back into the parks and back into the community that we come from. So I'm I'm really excited for the, you know, the philanthropic side of, of Groovy Fest just as well as I am the, the entertainment of it. Like for the first time, we're going to have Wi-Fi at Woodward Park. You know, like that's unheard of that it's never been there before. And I mean, it's 2018. We deserve some Wi-Fi at the park. You know, we're bringing it on behalf of Groovy Fest. And I don't think it's going to be just exclusively for Groovy Fest. Hopefully we can keep it there. For, you know, for years to come. It's definitely well-deserved. Get that Wi-Fi. I love it. <laughs> you know? Now we definitely got to break down, Mana. The intro track 
is so intense. Keep backing up. I'm a earthy niggas. At what point did you know that that was going to be the intro? Uh, as soon as I heard the track, you know, as soon as I heard the beat, I just knew. I like to make really, like, triumphant, like, intros. That particular beat that my man Hectic made, who... Nobody knows. Well, everybody should know this. You see my documentary, you definitely know this. He's like one of the closest people to me, you know, and he's known me like half my life, you know, my whole adult life. So he knows my vibe. And so when he brought that song to the table, I'm like, all right, that's it. And ironically, we did that song last. And I just knew like that was the, the one that should be first, you know, mm-hmm. even though we did it last. I know like this shit started off and then everything else is going to make sense after that. Nice. Now, my favorite song is Fashion because that hook is so incredible. Where were you when you thought of that hook? I think I was in New York. Hmm. I was in New York. I think I was listening to Izzo by Jay-Z. Yes. Ironically, I was listening to Izzo, and it was like, it was just cool how he spelled his, he didn't even spell his name. It was just, he just spelled his nickname. I just thought it was so fly, you know what I mean? So kind of just took it in my own hands and just, I had a message in mind, though. A lot of people was doubting me and saying that I was done. I couldn't make another project after the ecology and stuff like that. And I was just basically just telling them, don't say I'm done, just say I've done it again, you know what I mean? And uh, that was the main point of that song but it was just a, you know that was my anthem it's my anthem you know I, I didn't have one at that point so I wanted to make an anthem for myself it's so so good we gotta talk about part of my G because this project is really about your spiritual awakening and kind of we're basically growing with you like we've been growing with you from Boy Meets World and so now so now to grow with you in this new chapter of your life is so important and part of my G is a celebration but it's also like just you saying you're something I want but that's something I don't need I think is so important because I think that's part of the spiritual awakening and kind of getting to know yourself and being like oh okay I want that but I don't necessarily need that what was your approach to that track you know it was just me having fun i guess responsibly <laughs> you know what i mean and um me still using my consciousness and uh still being very aware even though even in that setting even mm-hmm. in a club setting or a party setting still just being being who i am and standing next to snoop on the record i was like I need to find a way to be just as cool or like, you know, without saying uh, bitch as much as Snoop, you know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't rap like me and Snoop got two, two totally different styles. But yeah, I just wanted to find a way to, to have fun and still still be fashion at the same time. I think you guys go together so well. I don't know if it's a West Coast thing or just two dope MC things, but you guys... I think it's a, I think it's a Libra thing. I think it's a Ooh. Libra thing. West Coast Libras. <laughs> <laughs> that too, of course, the coast. But you know, yeah, man, there's something else going on there. I love it. And then another person you teamed up with was Large Professor, who produced Mother America. What was that like? Oh no, he did fashion. 
Oh, oh shit. Okay. Now I got more perspective. That's crazy. There you go. And um, but teaming up with Large was crazy. I mean, any time I listen to It Ain't Hard to Tell from Nas, I'm like, yo, I can't believe I got a beat from Large Professor. Yes. You know what I mean? In uh, 2017 and 2018, like this is crazy. Like, can't believe I, I finally got one. I've been wanting one for so long, and um, that was like a dream come true. But the way it happened was so organic. You know what I mean? Um, I've known Large longer than I've known Nas, you know what I mean? I met Large back in 09 when I was barely bringing out Boy Meets World, my debut. Mm. And that's when I met Large. He was one of the first people I played my album for. So, yeah, we've had that relationship since then. And when I signed the Master Pill and, you know, signed with Nas, it just made sense for him to work with me. He's already been a fan of mine and, and vice versa. So it just made sense for, for Mana mm. to get the professor on this one. The way it really kicked off was I was at a... Not it wasn't a beat battle, but it was like a bunch of producers in in Brooklyn. We were just in the middle of Brooklyn at some club. It was like six producers, and Large Professor was one of them. And everybody's just playing beats, and I'm there on some on some MC shit. Like, yo, if anybody's got some fire, I'm about to kidnap all these beats. I'm about to kidnap the producers, take them in the studio. I'm on there on 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 a mission, right? And so I see Large, he sees me, and we connect from there, and we exchange like emails for the first time that's when i knew I'm, I'm about to get some beats so i give him my email and the next morning he sends me one beat i'm expecting a batch from Lars. i know he's got a million beats yeah. like since the 90s or the 80s i know he's sitting on a you know a pyramid of beats but he only sends me one beat and i'm like all right i better murder this <laughs> that's how fast sean was born yeah had no choice really and that's so incredible to know him since 2009 and not rush it and not be like, oh, my God, I know you now. I need a beat, like, to really take your time with it. And it's so interesting to think of why he only sent you one. Was it for you to prove yourself? Was it him really knowing that this one was for you? Like, that's such an incredible story to think about. That's crazy. I think at that point, it was like, I already know what to give you, kid. Like, mm -hmm. he was like, here you go. You know, thank me later. Got to thank him for that. It was the same with Snoop Dogg, though. Like, I've known Snoop. Not like known him, known him, but like we've done shows together. Uh, he invited me out to be in the movie High School with Wiz Khalifa. Um, I'm like an extra in that. It's far in the back. He can't see me. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, like I've had different occasions, been in the studio with him, you know, all did the GGN interview, et cetera. Even over all those years, like I never even reached out like, yo, uh, Snoop, I need a verse. Like maybe it'll help for my album or anything. I never even thought that was possible until... I don't know, I guess the GGN interview, we got really cool exchange numbers and we got tight after that. And I, I literally just texted him one day like, yo, like, dog, I think I got the record, man. And he just like, all right, send it over. Sent me his email and um, fastest I ever got a verse back from any artist. Oh, wow. And it's Snoop Dogg, though, you know? For real. Always approach, you know, my music like that. I don't like to rush anything. That's probably why it took so long in between Boy Meets World and Ecology. But in the music, you hear the dedication. You need to take your time to make bodies of work. They don't just happen, and people need to understand that. And it's like these are timeless projects that are real, just they're places in time, they're places in your life. And like I said, like we've grown with you from Boy Meets World to now, so it's, it only makes sense that these do take a while because you put so much into them. Definitely. At the end of the day, we're going to be listening to these songs forever, hopefully. You know, mm -hmm. these, these songs are going to outlast us. So, you know, you, gotta, you should take your time with it. Exactly. Another song I wanted to talk about was Afraid, where you're just talking about paranoia and what that's like. What came first with that one? The samples and the cuts or the song? Today could be my last day. Hey, same split 
different ashtray. Still getting dope, boy, you can ashtray. No Windex, let the gas break. No custodians, just a street sweeper. Guardian angel in my grim reaper. And the shit gets deeper than a tidal wave. Pretending to be brave. You afraid, nigga. I was at Evidence's house out in Venice, and I was just chilling there. He was working on, um, I think, Cats and Dogs at the time. He was just playing beats from from Exile, from Khalil, from Alchemist, just various producers, right? Mm-hmm. But then he played his Exile beat, and I'm like, I was kind of tight. I was like, how come Exile didn't send this shit to me? <laughs> right? <laughs> I was tight. I'm like, yo, Ev, like, let me get that. If you ain't doing nothing with it, let me get it. And I actually got that beat from Evidence's house. It's produced by Exile, but we all crew, we all family, we all kind of like a crew is synonymous, you know what I mean? And um, so we operate like that. And so I snatched that track from Ev. The beat came first, and then then the bars came, and then it was incomplete. You know, I had the, the hook was just the sample floating all through it, just the, the vocal, but I thought it was incomplete and sent it back to Exile, like, please add some cuts to this. Only you could do this. It's only right. Like we get exiled to do the cut. So, yeah, that's how that's how the order of it happened. I love that. And it only makes sense, too, because, you know, I keep going back to Boy Meets World, but that project was so important to you and to all of us. So to have exile on this project is so important, too. No matter how you got the beat, he needed to be on this project. So. Oh, for sure. I was, and I was relentless about it. I'm like, I always tell myself, I won't do another project without exile. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's got to be involved in some way, shape, or form, because just the sound that we, we cultivated on Boy Meets World is like, that's the standard I put myself up to, like, sonically. I wanted to at least feel like that every time. Exile is a pivotal part in that. Such an incredible sound. Oh, I love it. And then when we think about the real powerful records on this project, we definitely think of Clouds Above. Was that one hard or easy to make? Because I feel like when people really bear their soul, it can either be super difficult to write or super easy to write. Saw the pain in your eyes, and I wish I was to blame this time, but the only thing we could blame is time. You knew it wasn't your fault that a loved one was lost, I mean. I wish I could turn your pain into mine. FYI, on me, you could rely for a helping hand or a shoulder where you could cry. No need to feel embarrassed. Left so many memories for us to cherish. Don't be afraid to let it. You ever felt like taking a leap of faith just to see if you land on your feet? Your that face? song was more therapeutic for me mm-hmm. because um, I was dealing with just seeing someone else's pain and trying to aid their pain and somehow like wishing I could take their pain away, you know what I'm saying? And exchange it for like, for my happiness and just wrestling with the thought of that and wrestling with those emotions, wrestling with death and, and life and the whole tightrope we all walk on. It actually, it felt good to make, you know, even though I was talking about such painful things, it felt good to get off my chest and my homie could play that anytime he feels down, you know? Mm-hmm. The person I'm, I, I was actually talking to on that song. I know the music is for everyone, but my songs are really personal, even they're just as personal as they are in public. But I think that's what makes them so relatable and such about the human condition, because if something's personal to you, we're all 
living this life so it's like if it's that personal to you you can only imagine how it resonates with somebody else so i think that's one of the most important parts of your music definitely thank you thank you no problem and then another super powerful and important song is proud i absolutely love that one where did that intro come from I came across this footage of Tupac in Chicago in like 1993 or something like that. And he was at the Marcus Garvey, I think elementary school, but it was, you know, Marcus Garvey school in Chicago. And he was just there with all these black children and, and black teachers. And, and this lady's standing ahead of the class with a stick in her hand and, you know, looking at the board and there's all these beautiful black figures and she's just pointing at them. And harmoniously, all the children say who they are and explain, describe who this person is. And I just thought it was a beautiful moment. And I felt proud when I was watching that. And that's what really gave birth to the song. Mm. Just that little small clip. Ended up making the beat in my living room. It was really the one of the, it's the first time people are hearing my production too. Like my, my actual production ear. And yeah, it's the first time I got behind the boards like that. And yeah, it came out crazy. That's so cool. I love that. Like, Can I share one more funny story with you about that song? Please do. Okay. Um. So I'm chilling in my living room, same living room where I produced the song. <laughs> and I leave my television on and it happens to be on BET. And I go to check the mail. And as I'm walking on, out to check the mail, the, uh, the Proud video comes on. And I couldn't be more proud. I'm like, I can't believe it just came full circle. I'm like, I'm sitting right here where I made it. The video's out. It's on BET. Like, that was one of those moments for me. It was crazy. Full circle really shows you that you're where you're supposed to be and you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And it couldn't come with a better song. That was such a necessary song. It's just so good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love it. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to tell the people about Mana? All I want people to know about Mana is that it came from my heart, and so I put every fiber in my body into it, every every piece of my heart into it, and as I do all my music, but this is special, just being my second project on Mass Appeal and still having a deal over there and still running with the Don, and so this project is real special for me, man. Um, had some really incredible times making it and some tough times, but I hope that all resonates through the music, and I hope you feel it. I hope you feel how I felt when I was making it, when you hear it. Yes, once again, Grizzly Fest this Friday and Saturday in Fresno, Woodward Park. It's going down. Nas, Foster the People, Janae Aiko, Action Bronson, Snoop Dogg, Fashion himself, and so many other people. It's, it's so much. Man. It's crazy. And then we're satisfied, we're happy, but we always got to ask, what's next? I will unveil my next project really soon. But for now, I guess you'll be the first person I tell this to on a public platform. The title of it is is Millennia. Ooh. Not to be confused with Melania, like Donald Trump's wife. Not to be confused, it's Millennia, and it's really an album inspired by my, uh, I guess, millennialism. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yep. with me being a millennial still, technically, you know, still a millennial, so 
this is me just, I guess, examining this this era that we're in, and it's my take on the era and all the characters in this era, and just really taking you inside of of that world. So, I call it millennia. Mm. You just saying that, like, my mind goes so many different places. Not just the rap shit, but the whole, the, the nation, everything that's going on in the world. Like, it's uh, it's an interesting time. So I think it should be documented to none other than your boy. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Man, oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't got a date for it yet. I'm still cooking. I took a break off to really hone my skills as a producer. So you're really going to get, um, you're really going to get, you know, a pure sound this time. Not like you didn't before, but you're really going to get it from literally from my fingertips. You know, every chord, every every drum. Still going to get beats from Exile, but I think the core of the next album I'll be doing. Mm, I love that, too, because that makes it even more personal. Like you said, right from your fingertips, straight from your mouth. Like, we really get all of you in this. Oh, man, that's, oh, goodness. So, so good. Anything else you want to tell the people? Just tell them that that I love them and I'll see them soon. I'll see them at Grizzly Fest and uh, Grizzly Gang forever. G's up. You already know the rest. And yeah, fashion forever. Yay. Thank you so much. Anytime, Miss Special. And thank you so much for checking out this episode. Man, I am so thankful to Fashion for premiering his project title right here on the podcast. I wasn't expecting that. Super, super cool. I've known that guy for many years, and he is just definitely one of the nicest on and off the mic. So make sure you support him however you can. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening on. Reach out to me. Let me know what your favorite part was. I'm on Twitter at SpecialSays, and on Instagram, it's at SpecialSays says as well and if you don't have a favorite part and just want to say hi hey i'm here for that too i always like to end the show with using my platform for good and this time i want to talk about jdrf which is the organization that helps type 1 diabetes as far as awareness fundraising all that stuff if you did not know type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes are two very different things so i would definitely encourage you to read up on jdrf they have a bunch of what they call one walks going on all throughout the summer all over the country so just get involved with jdrf learn about the two different types of diabetes and what you can do to support them also i always like to include what you should listen to next if you enjoyed this podcast you will enjoy the spiritual homegirl podcast so good she's had guests like tajay of hieroglyphics chef babette davis who is an incredible restaurant owner she's an older lady who has changed her diet to completely plant-based she cooks completely plant-based food and is just so inspiring and maria who hosts the show she breaks down so many things including mercury mercury retrograde haters just so many things that we come in contact with throughout this journey of life and she really breaks it down from what she calls the homey perspective and it's just so so good so make sure to check out the spiritual homegirl podcast and as always this episode is dedicated to marlon do what you can to stop senseless acts of gun violence